Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Danyat Maybe, once again. Uh, I am George, and yeah. And uh, I'm Greg, and yeah. today we would <clears throat> like to talk about such a thing as motivation. Yeah, it's a strange thing. And uh, we, of course, are not going to talk, uh, we, we won't have time, obviously, to touch upon everything about motivation, but we would like to talk about uh, our motivations touch upon a little bit about the motivation of our generation and uh, tell you some uh, fun facts about other people's motivation that we've found. Welcome back, everyone. So uh, here we are, going to talk to you about motivation. Ah. So uh, uh, we would just like to start with uh, what we think, what I think motivation is, and then George will tell you what he thinks motivation is. So you just have uh, an idea. I don't have any motivation to do it. Pun <laughs> intended. <laughs> okay, that was bad. <laughs> So, in my view, in the, the way I see it, is that motivation is uh, <clears throat> something that uh, drives people through life. It uh, it is the one thing that makes them want to wake up every morning, go to work, or basically, it's the thing that makes them live and uh, want to progress. It is the driving force of uh, humans. Well, Whenever you're you're done, just just let me know. Like yeah, I think that is very basic definition of it. That was like a, that was like a Wikipedia definition. So. <laughs> mm. But yeah, I, I agree. It's like mm, motivation is a way for us to seek um, meaning in doing something. It's like. Um, I mean, we can bring up a lot of examples, and that's what we're going to do later on, I guess, right? Yeah. But motivation is a way for us to 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 find something to work for, to study for, to live for. And we'll probably today we won't be talking about the live for part, because that's too vague and it's too philosophical. But when we talk of talk for, or live for, uh, what am I saying? Yeah. Yeah, let's just let's just keep going. Okay, so uh, since we are uh, in our age when we are going to study and the universities, we would like to start with what makes us want to go study and uh, what makes us want to basically learn all those things after we just finished high school. And uh, the way I see it is that a lot of uh, motivation comes from the fact that we're Again, we're told that without a, without a good education, it's very hard to get a job. So uh, many people eventually want to go study just because they think that with better education, you get better jobs. Yeah. Uh, did you start studying neuro, neuro sorry, nanoengineering because uh, you thought it would give you a good job or because of pure interest? You see, that's the thing. I mean... Uh, you have to really try to find something in between. You want to find something that's interesting, but also that brings money, you know? 
Yeah, that's what I did not consider when I chose my course <laughs> at the uni. I just, I just kind of assumed that, um, well, let's start off with something I'll enjoy studying and maybe later on I'll find a job. But you had the right approach, I see. But I would rather earn little money but enjoy my work rather than do something. I agree. I agree. It's really stupid and be and earning a lot. Yeah, I'm looking at... Because you're not enjoying your life if you're... I mean, yeah, you have a lot of money, sure, but still you're doing something. Because, you know, work takes up uh, at least 40 hours a week. Yeah. So if you, if, if uh, 40 hours a week you're doing something that you hate, it's not really enjoyable life. Yeah, like, what's the point then? Like, I don't yeah, see exactly. it. But I think that in all generations... Um, the people of our age are thinking this way. It's like, what's the point of living when you work at a job you don't like? But yeah. if you look at most people nowadays, they're working a job they don't like. Yeah, definitely. And I'm afraid that could happen to us. I really don't want it to happen. Yeah, there are a lot of lots of examples when people uh, study one thing and then they end up working in a completely different field, and that's what makes some people consider not studying because they think that uh, education you get in the universities won't really get you a good job. That's what our generation starts to consider. Yeah, yeah, people, yeah people start looking into jobs that are more profitable than interesting for them. Yeah, and there are also lots of, you know, uh, there are lots of uh, lots of those uh, photos and the pictures, you know, online that you can find where it's, it shows that, you know, the picture comparing like the cars of people who finished high school, who finished university, and then the ones who dropped out. And it's only the ones who dropped out have like Ferraris and Porsches. Yeah, it's like Mark Zuckerberg and Steve yeah. Jobs. Yeah, it's like people are trying to... I think to, Bill Gates as well. It's like these yeah, big exactly. people. Yeah, but it's, That doesn't mean that you have to drop out and drop out of college. I yeah, think that education, higher education is very important. Yeah, definitely. And it's just, you know... It happens to be that those people eventually got something. But they're also, you know, it's, uh, it's you know, we can say roughly, you know, 10 people who dropped out of college actually ended up doing something amazing. But how many people are there who dropped out and actually exactly. ended up doing nothing? I exactly. mean, that's what no one looks at. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you have to look up to people like Steve Jobs and Bill Gates and Mark Zuckerberg, as I mentioned. But that doesn't mean you have to drop out of college. Like the chance of a person finding a good job without having higher education and a field in the field of his interest is very high. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, so uh, besides studying in uni. Yeah, so you see, there's just to sum up what we've said. Basically, there's right now sort of the translation between. Uh, because the we've just we've talked about that uh, the generation of our parents at least were really motivated people. A lot of them were getting the higher education, and nowadays, now in our generation and especially the generations of two thousands, they are more uh, they're more uh, thinking that they can uh, get a good job without really having higher education. So I think we're really living in the time when. Uh, when people are stopping considering higher education, university education as something important and something needed for good living, and they more look up to Steve Jobs and you know all the people who dropped out. 
because there are lots of you know lots of those stories you hear around you know of people dropping out of college and then doing something but that is why there are stories about them because they're so rare exactly so uh, our generation is getting less and less motivation so yeah so they lack motivation to study uh what they're studying because they're not studying what they want to study if i make sense so people (laughs) you can maybe rephrase that (laughs) okay people right now for example, someone who doesn't want to study economics but does it just uh, oh, yes, definitely. just I see point, for for the like to get a good job of, later on for the sake for yeah. the sake of getting a good job, maybe he doesn't enjoy studying economics. Mm. That's why he lacks motivation to study it. But I see that, for example, you have motivation to study what you're studying. Right? Yes, definitely. And besides besides uni, which you are kind of obliged to do i guess because you signed up for it and you have to go there every day yeah you see there's the difference between the high school that i mean in lots of countries i think high school you having to go to school is a must do it's said in the law that you have to go no i think so i don't think so i mean every child in the world like in the part of the world we live in uh says that every child has the um must have the must have must have the right to, for education, but nowhere it says that you the must. child must study. Right. But um, well, again, a uni is like you have classes you have to go to and stuff. But what about free time stuff? What do you do in your free time? Well, I play sports and go to the gym. So uh, here comes I motivation. Do. Definitely, there's there's motivation in everything we do. That's the the thing, you know, getting like uh, you know, I've gotten a driver's license, and I mean that needs motivation as well. It takes uh, it takes a while to study <clears throat> how to drive. You know, it takes you have to learn the theory, you have to practice a lot. So, what what, what, uh, what motivated you to to drive? Yeah, because it's very uh, <clears throat> like I'm considering to get a driver's license, but okay, now it's a bit too late because it takes about three months, and I only have about two months left in this country. But like, I don't really see the point of getting a driver's license. Like, okay, it's another form of ID. And it's then not what? another form of ID. I mean, it's, uh, well, for me... Okay, I can drive a metal box on wheels. Okay. With music. But you see, like, for me to get, to, for example, to your house, it took an hour and a half, and now it just takes, like, half an hour. It's basically the idea that... Um, you know, but then there is again, you go, again, you can, again. You don't pay for the taxes for your for the car you drive, true. and you don't pay for the fuel <clears> the car you drive. True. And to do all that, you have to work. So you work for the sake of driving a car, and you spend so much money just on the car. For example, especially here in Denmark, where you have to pay taxes yeah, for true. everything. Just for owning a car, you have to pay high taxes. Yeah. That is crazy. But for like a very good example is that you know I study. Well, probably the listeners don't know, but I study. I basically study physics in Sweden, and then I have an extra course on nanotechnologies in Denmark. Oh yeah, do we drive to Sweden now? Or no, no, no. Are you still take the train? Yeah, but the thing is that um, the, I basically have the course in nanotechnology on Thursdays, and the reason why I'm able to actually go to Sweden and then have time to actually go to to you is because of a car because it takes half an hour otherwise it would take an hour so that it really saves me basically there because if I won't have a driver's license I wouldn't uh, have time to go to Sweden especially if you were so in, have to miss a, day. in a city like Moscow 
For sure. Because the public transport here in Denmark is really good compared to Russia. Definitely. And in Moscow, if you rely on buses, for example, and trams, and yeah, exactly. The metro is good, but still, uh, the place of study can be far away from the metro station. So having a car in Moscow is probably the best thing you can have in in, in terms of transportation. Um, very little people bike in Moscow. First of all, Moscow is humongous. Yeah. It's like huge. It's 110 kilometers wide. Too dangerous to drive. And yeah, secondly, it's too dangerous to drive. Here in Copenhagen, most people bike. So Because it's safe on their path for bikers. And you don't have to pay taxes for owning a bike. Exactly. You don't need fuel. Yeah. You know, the one thing I've been, I sort of started to question is what affects our motivations? Like, what do you mean? Like, uh, when we're born, right, we don't really have uh, any motivations, right? It comes from our family. Like, the, the way we're raised, I think. And, like, the school and the people way. we're surrounded by. But, like, do you think that's all that affects us in motivation? Like, what else motivation is something like your character is basically... It's not like when you're born, you have the motivation to become a scientist. I mean, it comes with that. No, true, but it becomes. It, it starts off very simple. It's like in your childhood, it's uh, your parents tell you that you can get this like this box of candy whenever you finish cleaning your room, or whenever you finish doing your homework, and it's like it gives you motivation to finish your homework so you can get that candy. It starts off that way, I think. But you when saying, does it become really? What do you want to do in the future? Oh, people, some people in their 40s and 50s still struggle with that. They don't know what they want to do. But does it depend on the education you take? Like the educational program you go through? The way they present this... Uh, I mean, in, education my, in my opinion, it, it's sure. a lot depends on actually your school teachers, high school teachers especially, <clears throat> because they have really bad teachers in science, for instance. Then your motivation to study science will actually drop. True, true. And if the and teacher if is really good or who is interesting and exciting, then you have much more interest in the subject and it increases your chances. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, especially if the teacher is, well, he might be a nice person, uh, but bad at teaching, which mm-hmm. will affect your grades, which will affect your liking of the subject. And yeah, in terms which will affect which job you will have in your future exactly so it's a lot but yeah it yeah it's probably a combination of the whole environment you live in yeah because exactly. it's not just that it's also your friends because if someone comes up to you and is like hey have you heard of like the new the new species of something some some kind of animal found and you're like whoa animals are still being found and you're like i should I could maybe be that person who finds new animals and I could be known for that. And that gives people motivation too. Another source of motivation is to become known for something. That's probably. Like that's, that's... That doesn't really drive scientists though. You don't think so? I'm not sure. You don't think... Sci- yeah, scientists are still driven by... Uh, pu- How many hopefully. scientists do you know who are famous right now? Um, Only the ones who win Nobel Prizes like the boson. I know the two guys who invented... So Higgs, that's the one scientist I know. <laughs> um, shoot. Of my one head. of them is Alexander. 
the two Russian guys who uh, now study study work for Oxford, I think. Um, they created this new thin material of carbon uh, atoms. It's called uh, graphi- graphene. Okay. And it's incredibly strong. It's like one layer of hexagonal um, molecular structure of carbon atoms. And just one layer can hold a ton of pressure. I one layer of atoms. Carbon nanotubes? No, carbon nanotubes. Uh, two carbon like layers? I can even show you. It's, it's called graphene, I'm pretty sure. Graphene. 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 Okay. It's an incredibly strong thing. It was in, it, it was found in 2010 or 11, I think. Okay. Yeah, they they now no sorry not in Oxford. They Andre Gang and Konstantin Novoselov. They are working at the University of Manchester right now, and they have a Nobel Prize in Physics in 2010. It's an incredibly strong material. Like it's the future of military uh, protection, like. It can it can withstand shots from a gun and yeah. just one layer of of yeah, atoms. You can't even see it. You can't even feel it, and it can protect you. It's incredible. I would like a case made from that for my phone. Can yeah, but you see, you basically know two people. But then, if I ask you how many artists, singers, you know, okay, off yeah. your head, you will name one. <laughs> no, you will name like ten times as more. Yeah. So scientists are not really the people who get lots of fame for what they do. Yeah. Unless you do something really breakthrough. Before we, before we, before the podcast, we did some research on uh, the amount of scientists in the world because uh, Greg asked me uh, to Google the amount of herpetologists in the world, the field I want to study in my future. In the future, I couldn't find any. I was like, okay, let's let's widen the search, and I was like, amount of biologists in the world and it couldn't find any I mean or I was bad at looking for the links and then I was like okay let's try again amount of scientists in the world and then we found the number of engineers and scientists in the world and the number is negligible compared to the population of the world it it's crazy apparently it's 12 million in total yeah 12 million people are engineers and scientists out of like 7 something something billion people yeah i'm not sure if that's even true yeah i'm not sure if you yeah. can trust that it's scary i would love to find the real statistics yeah but if this is real statistics then it's scary 12 million people like and and then we're talking about um our middle school uh and i looked at a class picture of me and my classmates in middle school I am the only one out of 24, 24 people who is going into science. It's yep. one out of 24. It's crazy. Like, And that's in Moscow. Um, in our high school, we had a more international kind of environment. So... Um, 26 out of 60. 26 out of 60 people went into computer science and science. Yeah, computer science was probably half, so it's like... And engineering, yeah, so... 13-ish were into... Yeah, but science like engineering. pure chemistry, engineering, like science engineering, uh, biology and physics, that's about 14 people. Yeah, but actually I also realized that some of them are doing engineering and uh, economics. 
they're doing like double degree thing. Which is like kinda half. So it's like Okay, I'll do I some mean, engineering I mean, because I like engineering, but in, my f- in the future, I'll do some uh, economics because that'll give me money. I mean, that's really weird, like, studying engineering economics, you know? I mean, it's like you're not full-time engineer, but then you're not full-time economist, or half-half, <laughs> which is actually pretty cool, but it's not sure that uh, basically you can consider Will them... Will you even go in-depth? That's in the thing. I don't think you can even consider them professional engineers, then. They're sort of like half-ish, you know? If a professional, if a, if a half engineer degree guy or girl is listening to us right now, they won't be happy. <laughs> but they can tell us in the comments. Yeah. What is it like? To be. I'm a, sure it's hard. To be a half I'm engineer. Definitely sure it's hard. Yeah, I I know a girl. She studies in England. Um, she does a degree in three subjects. It's like they all they all a part of uh, biology, but they're so. Biology is just saying biology. It's so vague. Yeah. It has so many things. So she's doing uh, marine biology. She's doing, which is like, just in marine environment and yeah. ecology and something else. And then she's doing statistical biology, which is a completely different part and something else. So it's yeah. it must be really hard. So it's like both math and it's it's bio and it's chemistry and yeah, it sounds hard. Sounds complicated. Um, besides, uh, besides your uh, drive, driver's license and your uni, what did you do? What did I do? Yeah, do what? Uh, sorry, sports. what do you do in your free time? And what what drives you? What drives you? Uh, well, that's actually your again, car. It's a general. Uh, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I think it's again motor. You, you know. Uh, so bad. I mean, everyone knows that basically doing sports is healthy and makes you fit. And that's like, again, you know, my the motivation for me to doing it is partly because everyone knows that it's for your own health and for you to feel better. You know, I actually read yesterday that the people who are fit, apparently they have like normal heartbeat of 52 beats per minute. Mm-hmm. And the ones who are not that fit have something like 80 beats per minute. Oh. And then it basically means that uh, I'm not I'm not exactly sure, but it was something like in ten years, maybe my my math is probably going to be super wrong right now. But it was something like uh, I'm just going to say it, you know, because I'm not sure what it was. But it's something like in ten years, the the fit person will uh, the you know make like eight million beats, while the unhealthy one would make fifty. So it's basically the heart of the unhealthy person runs out much faster because it does more beats per, per minute. So then in lots of years, we'll do much but by more. that time, we expect you, our our amazing engineer, <laughs> nano-engineer, nano-scientist, to figure out how to make better heart implants, like fake heart implants. That's true. <laughs> so, Can't rely on that, though, really. Gotta still stay healthy, you know? Yeah, and... How weird would that be when some part of the population will not have a heartbeat? Because the heart just pumps the blood without, like, actually pumping it. It just gives a flow. That'd be weird. <laughs> Is he dead? <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> that would be weird. It's really interesting what really <clears throat> creates the motivation, you know? What what, what really, like, yeah. makes you want to see. And, like, we basically came, you know, from sort of the same, you know, Russian school. 
and then you want to do biology and I want to do physics. But again, wanting to do and having... Studying, I mean. No, actually wanting to do something and doing something are different things. Definitely. Like, I have so many things I want to achieve and do in my life, but I am not sure I'll be able to do all these because I'm so lazy and it's so hard for me to find motivation sometimes. Like... Right now, in my gap year, I mostly work, sleep, and in the when I have free time, I basically clean and cook, which is kind of annoying. And cleaning takes up takes up hours and hours, and so cooking is nice, but then you also have to clean for hours. And besides, I want to meet up with like you and other people, and um, I am also tutoring and all these things. It's, like, okay, my job, it gives me, like, a normal motivation, like, in, in the financial aspect, of aspect yeah. yeah. It's like, okay, um, for every hour of work there, I'm going to get a certain amount of money, so I, I can save up for, like, a trip around Europe. So that gives me some motivation, but I have no motivation to do sports. I'm such a lazy butt. <laughs> People are generally lazy. You think so? Yes. I'm sure. Not a lot of people do. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, I've read this thing yesterday, right? Well, something like 13% of the people have membership in gyms. Of men. That's me. <laughs> like, it was ridiculously small. Ah. People, you know, and looking after themselves, you know. Like, uh, I... I want to read more, but I have very little motivation to read. So I want myself to read more, but whenever I get a book and whenever I get to the book, I start reading, but just opening the book requires effort for me. So yeah. I need to go to the, I need to go find the book, open it. And that act of just going and actually starting to read, I don't have motivation enough for that. I just can't explain it. It's, strange and so is many other things like i don't know what else do i need to do in my free time like calling my parents sorry parents but uh, uh, that takes up time especially my grandma oh, wow they, that, that. it's like an hour long skype talk i'm afraid of going on skype uh but yeah we're talking about our generation our generation yeah yeah um i there are a lot of things that are being there, there, there are a lot of uh, ideas right now that are quite radical and they're basically saying that education kind of ruins the creativity of people and that's why the ones who dropped out of college are the ones who have the creativity to create amazing things and the ones who finished college and have high school education not, not education but just university education they're the ones who are not creative and the ones who are sort of you know the ones working in offices and the and there are a lot of pictures if you look, you know, and there's, um, and I'm sure you've probably seen it, but there's one where uh, it shows kids in the uh, primary school, and uh, it's basically, you know, a bubble of thought that's drawn, and one of them has a circle, and then the teacher just comes and makes a square of everyone's, sort of showing how, you know, the we're, we're made sort of into this, uh, we're made the same, and our creativity is ruined throughout school years. There are more and more of those people who are saying this. Again, looking at all those cars, comparisons with the 
people who dropped out of college and the ones who did not. So our generation is losing motivation quite a lot due to all those new ideas that apparently say that school ruins creativity and then you won't get a good job after you get your university education. Much rather just drop out, make some website and become a billionaire. Yeah, true. But like the school nowadays, many people can argue that um, the school um, does not really give personal, very personal education to people. It's a very vague education, just giving general uh, ideas about uh, aspects of different subjects to students. Um, and I saw this uh, this hand-drawn picture of someone. It was like a teacher who is a giraffe. It's in the animal world. Okay. Um, she stands in front of a class. It's like a penguin, a seal, um, a monkey, uh, a dog, and I don't know, an aunt. They're standing, they're standing in front of her, and she's like, okay, today's test is to climb the tree. The person who climbs the tree mm. first um, yeah, gets an A. Yeah. And many people nowadays think that the schools are formed this way. It's like... Exactly, yes, definitely. Um, I've seen that picture. Especially like... Russian uh, final exams and yeah. which are very similar to the uh, international baccalaureate exams right now the test forms they are not um, triggering the thought muscles of the person that yeah. Um, yeah, sure. uh, that he's inclined to to use like they're using yeah. the ones they think a person could use in his future though a person could be thinking of a completely different thing if I make sense at all, right? Yes. I mean, it basically comes from... I think it's Isaac. <clears throat> I'm not sure if Newton or Einstein said that, but he was saying something that, you know, the fish uh, is not meant to climb a tree. So you cannot ask a fish to climb a tree. It's supposed to swim. And that's basically what the... You know, education, basically, the grading system, you know, it grades everyone similarly in the same aspects, but some people are really good at languages while others are terrible at languages. And then some are good at science while others are not. So it's more or less, you know, people are asked to climb a tree. And there are ones who can, for example, you know, run fast, but cannot climb trees. And we're all assessed on the same criteria. Yeah, exactly. That's what I meant. Yeah. And that's how motivation Thank you. Space. I give out ideas and you, f you translate them into human language. <laughs> Thank you, Greg. But that's what ruins motivation for a lot of people. And you know, when they see others being really good. Yeah, they're something. like, oh, I'm terrible at this. That means I'm terrible at everything. Yeah. And then they're not motivated to do anything. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. by seeing that they're bad at languages doesn't mean that they're dumb or something. Or if you're bad at math, doesn't mean you're dumb again. It just means that you have a talent in something else. And like in primary and middle school, that affects stuff a lot. Like if a person is not good at sciences and math, um, the person, for example, get bad, gets bad grades. That um, forces him to think negative on himself, himself yeah. which could trigger him to do worse in other subjects, which, which he might be good at. So, yeah. for example, e yeah. even though he's bad at math and sciences... Because of his attitude towards school, he might get bad grades in English, though, even though he's, he could be a fluent speaker in a year or something. Yeah. But do you agree that the older generation, like our parents and our grandparents, uh, they have been much more motivated yes. than us when I think that they were our age? I think the biggest uh, difference between us and them is that they have the 
but they were able to accept challenges. A lot of people nowadays who try math, physics, or whatever in math. high school. <laughs> Sorry. Mathematics yes. and physics. When they, after like a few months, they see that they're not good or they're struggling through it, they just quit. And they're like, I'm not good at it. Yeah. Just, you got to give it a chance. You got to really try. Like um, in, uh, in my IB, right? In the beginning of the year, I had uh, four or five. Or five what? Four or five out of seven. Degrees. Oh, yeah. The grade, yeah. Yeah, and I'd be one in like the beginning. But then I ended up, you know, doing very fine. So truly, you just got to give yourself time. You got to accept the challenge. You got to work hard for it. And then eventually it will come. A lot of people just, you know, it's like uh, a lot of people just give up before even really giving it a good shot. Do but, you agree with me that schools need to start teaching kids how to motivate themselves? Do you think that should be included in the program? I think what should, what needs to be included in the program is really uh, some sort of personal uh, approach to people. But that's difficult because that is definitely very difficult. But especially with primary and middle school, for sure. Yeah. Like after middle school, kids kind of know. Most kids kind of know where they might want to go because it's like, mm. okay, I guess I'm not good at languages, but I'm doing fine with math, so I might start. I might go to a school where they study math much more and like it's much more specific while they don't have much language there. But what about primary school and stuff? Do you think? People- I mean, think of how many useless uh, subjects we had, like sociology or whatever. I took sociology. Yeah, I did as well. Everyone did. No, I mean, what? I had sociology. When? In Russia. Oh, oh, back then. I mean, in in high school, I took like social science, social anthropology. That's different from sociology in Russia, though. That is very different thing. You mean like sociology in Russia is like they're? I mean, it's really different. The laws and stuff. It's sort of like they're trying to teach you the laws of the country, but I thought that was kind of useful because we had a great teacher. Again, going back to the teachers, we had a really good teacher. She was amazing. She was like, "Okay, guys." What do you do when you, when you break um, a piece of uh, well when you break when you rip apart a piece of clothing in a clothes store? Well, like well you pay for it. No, you don't. And this is why. And we open like the Constitution of Russia and we read out parts of uh, the Constitution. That's all. And that's how our classes started. And that was amazing. We loved our teacher. And she quit oh, no. <laughs> because of some other grades. Right. But still. Again, it depends a lot on the teacher. Definitely, but because of, because sorry, because of her, lots of kids are going into sociology. Wow, what you were saying. But you see, like sociology, we can basically include this sort of thing where we do a sort of career test to find what the person is talented at. Mm-hmm. Just include it in one of the courses in one of the subjects. Yeah, I never because got my results needed. in IB from the tests, even though I went through a few. <laughs> you really should include something to but those tests again they're not very specific even though even if they have 100 200 questions they're not very specific they can't give you a perfect answer of what you're going to be like yeah the one thing when really the I feel like the your your emotions should drive your choice I mean you should try to just feel what interests you a lot what you have the passion for not go after money 
you know, money is the sort of second thing. I mean, you you are not wanting to. You want hate your life. you want you want to consider finances. Definitely, you do. But you first want to find what you're interested in. Yeah, we're lucky. We, I, I guess we kind of. I'm, I'm, I'm. I guess we found something that interests that is, us, right? Yeah, yeah. But I'm honestly really sorry for the people who go online and see the who gets mostly paid and goes just to study that because that's just ridiculous in my view. I mean, that's just ruining your. I mean, basically, the motivation is just money, and that's like. I mean, you're not going to enjoy life. We've talked about exactly. it in the beginning, like, and. My gap here, even though some people might say, "Oh, yeah, gap, you wasted your gap here, like working at that place and stuff." Uh, my gap here made me realize where I don't want to work, and it made me realize that I don't want to live for money. And I think yeah. it's a very important lesson because, Definitely. like, maybe in the future I would instead, of, for example, instead of taking the gap year, I would go straight into uni, and after uni, I would find a job, and only then I would realize that money is a secondary thing. Yep. Well, now I have already realized that I'm not gonna work for my money. I'm just gonna be keep. I'm just gonna keep looking for a job. Yeah, exactly. Gives you a good experience. Yeah, definitely. So, your motivations are for things you do. Like you see the motivation. What's your motivation to study? Just you're interested in. Just pure interest. I when when I was a little kid, not little, like I was like eight, nine. I was taken to a zoo, and I think it was pure envy that forced me to go into herpetology because I was like, why does the zoo have a four meter long python while I don't? And I was like, mom, I want a python. And um, she said, no way you're getting a python. I was asking for snakes and only snakes actually for about five years until I was like, and I was asking almost every week which could have been annoying for my parents but still um, yeah then I'm, like, then I'm like okay can I just have a lizard and they're like okay you can have a lizard and then it started and I got my first lizard and I started reading about lizards and I found forums and I found a place I could actually go and study them and like I went to a course a separate course and at the course of herpetology which I did two years of I've learned a lot about these animals and one by one I just started bringing home new animals I like I went out to different metro stations <laughs> like underground um, herpetology trade thing I bought frogs for three six thousand rubles mm. I brought them home I'm like mom I got a frog mom I bought a tarantula mom uh, now I have like these 400 snails well that's a separate story I bought two snails and in half a year they started breeding so much because they loved the environment that I had like 400 snails so I had to kill them the, the unborn snails wow. killer sorry <laughs> so and then um, what really forced me to further, further study, study study herpetology further on is I had a friend over here in the apartment and uh, I have a bottle of Chinese snake wine it's a liquor drink which is like 30 to 40% alcohol and there is a dead snake in it and he was like do you know what snake it is 
And I was like, oh, it's probably just a corn snake. And he's like, I thought these snakes are venomous. And I looked at the bottle. I looked at the snake. I'm like, hmm, you're right. It's not a corn snake. And I was like, it has these traits. It has this type of eyes. It ha- The nose is not the type of the nose the corn snake has. And the pattern, even though it's faded in the alcohol, it's still not the pattern a corn snake has. And I'm like, I'm sure there's not a corn snake. I'm sure it's a corn snake. It's a snake of this genus. So uh, I looked it up and it's... Mm, it was a mm, sea snake, one of the um, Asian sea snakes from Indonesia and China, which was one of the most venomous snakes in the world. And I was like, wow, I love like the specifics of this snake. I must go into it. That was a long story. I'm sorry. Well, so a bottle of liquor changed your Practically, career path. It was like a present for my dad. So it's like, oh, yeah, gosh. again, my parents. Uh yeah. But, like, well, clearly you had the passion f- for it yeah, since like, you were young. So, I mean... I'm like, I want to do... Speci- like, I want to cl- I want to do classifications in herpetology. I want to go out and discover new species, put them in uh, their families, put them in the order, put them in the geni- genuses. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I would just love to do that because I love doing that on that snake and I started doing more research and more research and whenever I have time, I watch documentaries and shows so I awesome. think I found something that interests me definitely sounds interesting yeah what about you how did you how did you know that you want to study nano engineering I don't think I really had uh, any idea of what I wanted to study in 10th grade I just so you didn't have a bottle no, of liquor no I didn't have a bottle you of to study. you know to <laughs> physics and what you should study no <laughs> it's just physics but I think I wanted to do politics in like ninth or tenth grade, and then I changed my mind basically in IB. Oh yeah, changing your mind is a different topic. We should talk about that. <laughs> I'm not sure actually what really. I, I sort of just thought that politics is. I remember in tenth grade that's when I went to politics, and I was just like, nah, not willing to do that. Hmm. So then I just sort of thought of uh, what I'm good at, what I enjoy, and I mean that was physics, chemistry, and math. So and I never really liked you know languages that much really. Economics was fun. I was I was also concerned doing economics in IB one, I think. So I had like lots of choices, you know, but then the strongest says you who speaks three languages like French, Russian and English. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> French was hard, my friend. French is very hard too. But you can still communicate, which is which is awesome and Unless you speak really I don't like languages. I only speak three. <laughs> But yeah, what what phases did you go through? Like since like I mean basically childhood. yeah, I had Paul Tillens childhood, I really didn't have anything but like telling you tenth grade politics. I B one ish, so eleventh grade first semester was uh, economics. I wanted to do economics. And then and then just physics sort of was left because I you know, it's sort of like uh, I had the you can see the I was good at physics, chemistry math. And it was always there sort of for all this time. But then politics just kind of faded out. Economics was there, but it also faded out quite fast, actually. So then the only one that was there, you know, was the physics that I always enjoyed throughout this whole time. But I never really considered. And I was just like, yeah. And also your parents are scientists, so. That is true. But my dad. Could that be an effect? My dad ended up having his company. So... uh, Ah. He actually was uh, arguing with my mom. Not really arguing, but they were like, uh, 
when I told them that I might want to do economics, my mom was against it, but my dad was not. He was fine. He was, yeah, economics can be also a good idea. So it really just faded out itself. But nice. a lot that drives it was, uh, you know, I think the technology, the way they progress, when you read online about some new technologies, you know, you're always, every, anyone is impressed. And it doesn't matter where they are, what they study, where they're from. And that's what I thought on that technologies is basically, you know, the, a lot of it will be used in the future in computers, so you, TVs. Yeah. So sort of the passion for making, for... Inventions. For inventions for, or, yeah. As they say in, in, the, in the tech world, like everyone, like every website or like every new invention or startup to make a, a world a better place. Yeah, basically that is it. I had the, yeah, I have, I have that uh, passion to, you know, be on that, in, in front of the progress, you know, really dictate what the progress is. But would you want to be remembered by something, or do you want to... Not necessarily, no. You don't I mean, so? it, uh, it would be amazing if I can make something, you know, uh, invent some sort of nano... Nano pro, nano material that yeah. can be used in, uh, let's say, um, to make a computer store like 20 terabytes. That would be pretty cool. Or if I can make, you know, some new approach to cancer problems, you know, to cancer. I mean, it can be interesting, but just the idea that, you know, the that uh, when I open up the news, if I'll be working now, the things that I read are actually what I'm sort of related to. And I'm the one making these things happen, not just some bystander reading about it, but actually being the one dictating the future technologies and the way we live. I mean, would you want to day. show up on the first page of Google as as not in your profile on Facebook, but <laughs> as um, nano engineers, as, as a nano engineer? I mean, if I do something impressive, of course, but that's not what drives me. Yeah, true. But fame is making what, something that people that everyone in the world is going to use is yes. what really drives me. Making uh, some new approach to, like again, you know, making new contact lenses or something. We're using nanotechnologies that you know make it very nice to wear. But if you'll get known, you'll get known worldwide. Worldwide. Well, if I get known, I'll maximum get known among biologists. <laughs> Minimum among herpetologists. It's like. So yeah, one of the three herpetologists in the world. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of sad. <clears throat> well, true, but I mean, you like that, so you should be doing this. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm not uh, driven by the idea that, you know, or maybe if I make something cool, I'll be... No, no, I'm not saying that I'm driven by fame. No, in no way. I'm, also, I'm just interested in whether you were. No, not really. I was just, I'm telling you, like... Uh, I'm just, uh, I mean, if I will be able to make something, you know, that people will be using, and if I won't be known for it, I'll still be very fine with that. Just as long as I know that it's being used. Yeah. By everyone. That would be amazing. Knowing that what I've done is used by everyone. And I don't really care if they know who really made it or something. But I mean, it's re really rare that you would be the one doing it alone. Inventing something new, especially yeah. in this age, You'd probably where be we like have everything. Yeah, not only that, but that probably normally it's like a group of people, you know, some company that invented something. It's rare that one person made it. It's only like, you know, group. It's true. So if my group would be known for something, yeah, sure. I I never 
went between science and I, I never I never had to choose between like science and social studies like or economics or math. I was always bad at math. I was okay at languages. I never considered them because my parents they were like, Ugh, "You, if you become a translator, you'll have to work for someone and always depend on someone to get a job." And I was like, "I agree. I don't want to do that." So they kind of fell out of the way. But since my childhood, I want to be a veterinar- veterinarian. And then uh, time has passed. Um, I want to be a biologist. And by eighth grade, I was so sure I want to be a biologist. Then I had chemistry. And you know, to be a good biologist, I need to know some chemistry, especially you know, to pass the exams for MSU, Russia, Moscow State University. You need to pass some of the chemistry in order to do biology or medical exams, for yeah. example. So um, I was saying, yeah, I started failing chemistry badly, like really bad. So my parents, they found me a tutor and she made me want to become a chemist. And for a few years until I started school, high school here in Denmark, I want to be a chemist. But then again, Talking of good teachers and tutors, mm-hmm. she was so good, my tutor, that she made me want to study her subject. While when I came to Denmark in high school, I had a teacher who did the opposite. Um, I was so sure I wanted to study chemistry. I chose chemistry as one of my higher level subjects, and in half a year, I was like, "Nope, I'm not doing chemistry." And after that, I considered doing culinary arts as an easy way out. But then I was like, "Hmm, wait, culinary arts? Why that?" I was always interested in biology, and that's it. See, it's also the one that just stays. The others fade out, and then yeah, but see, so much depends on the teachers, though. Yeah. But for both of us, and probably for a lot of kids, it's so difficult to choose. Like, there's so many opportunities out there, and you that's what you really have to get out to the people to tell them what there is. I mean, most of the people by. Uh, Ninth grade won't really know what opportunities there are. Yeah, they have like those I mean, ten subjects they do, and exactly, that's it. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I study physics right now, but then from there I'll go into nano engineering. But there's so much more you can go out to. There's, you just look up engineering, you know. There's so much. So many things. And people just think there's physics, you know, and technologies, but there's actually now so much more. Mm. Um. So yeah, we're talking about motivation. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about that. Yeah. What drove us um, to where we are at right now? So your motivations are for transportation. So what what was your motivation for for getting a driver's license? It was an easier way to tra- to travel around faster and more convenient. Do you enjoy driving? Yes. Plus, it's also the one thing that you do once, and then you don't really have to bother about you know? it. It's also good. Thing. True, true. And then I mean, I mean, how, how useful about, is you, it? You, you care about your health. And but also, you know, driver's license. I mean, how helpful it is to drive. I mean, you never know in what situation you'll end up in another country. You know, you can just also rent a car. You can travel somewhere where you won't really be able to travel. That is really true. Yeah. Like when we're in Croatia, we always rent a car because there's no transportation. That is so convenient, though. Renting can, a you car. Can, you can go and buy, and you know, you can go to the shops that are like 10 kilometers away that you won't be able to do. Yeah. 
especially in the U.S. Like the exactly. public transport in the U.S., especially in the southern states, I believe, it's not very good. Yeah. Uh, like is, you, yeah. when you're 16, you have to have a car in order yeah, to get definitely. to the grocery store and back. Like in such a country like Denmark or I guess Sweden or Germany, don't really have to have a car. even Moscow, it's uh, it's okay if you don't have a car yeah. because of the tr- public transport. Like even though you have a grocery store in every corner. Uh, and you don't have like miles of desert. Uh, you you don't need a car here in Denmark, but in the U.S., like I I would get my driver's license as yeah. soon as I would. Yeah. Wow, we've been talking for fifty-two minutes now. Yeah, it's been a while. It's quite a bit. Do you want to round it up, or do you want to talk about something else? Just let's just round it up and just conclude. Oh yeah, we could talk about. This one. How to motivate ourselves. How to motivate ourselves. How, how do you motivate yourself to do stuff? For example, how do you motivate yourself to clean your room? Let's start with the basics. When I can see that it doesn't look good and I have to... I don't motivate myself sort of like you have to because it just looks so bad if you don't clean your room. So just kind of... It's one of those most things you don't really... You know what motivates me to clean the apartment? You coming over, for example? Right. That's what I did my whole morning. It was like cleaning, 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 cleaning. Because I like I could live with my mess, I guess. Uh, but two things I can do when it's messy. I can't have people over. I just hate it. And I can't study when it's messy. So that's the main problem when I want to do some biology revision, for example. I... I want to sit down and study, but my desk is messy. I see dirty underwear laying on the ground, like on the floor everywhere, and my dishes are not done. And I have to do all these things in order to feel good about myself so I can actually start doing the work. That's annoying about me. So, and in order to clean, I need motivation. And that's what I like. So I never get to do biology because I don't clean because I don't have motivation. That is very annoying. interesting motivational chain. So yeah, you have that. But I mean, motivating ourselves. I mean, doing sports is being healthy, right? Uh, but I'm studying, so lazy. Studying. How do I force myself to do sports? Okay, tell me. Make okay. If you it makes you uh, okay, so it makes you feel more comfortable, com- confident about yourself, more comfortable yourself. It may it uh, helps you studying because uh, when you there's always that physical. Thing you have to do and then there's all that studying the mental and actually they go together very well because when you study a lot and then once you go out for for a run you completely free your mind and then just your muscles are sort of doing the work but when you come back it's much easier to study and i've realized that actually that it helps you to study and staying healthy again i mean staying healthy staying healthy, <laughs> staying healthy. <laughs> sorry it's not really yeah but there is like a list of things I did just for myself. It's called do more and do less. Okay. Can you see how many do more and do less things I have? For do more, I have so many things. I need to like plan lessons for tutoring for like two different classes. I have to uh, spend more time on the podcast. We have to spend more time on this podcast True. because it's we're not posting that often. And no, no, I would love no, to spend more time yeah. doing it. And I have to take care of, uh, like, probably take care of my frog, for example. I have to clean the tank more often, and I have to do uni research, and I have to 
read and do biology research and I have to learn German while instead of doing all this I spend most of my time on the web or at work which is well, work cool. is okay yeah work I can I can really avoid the work part but I spend most of my time on the web and when not on the web I'm watching series which is still on the web which is not cool I want to teach myself not to do these things and this list if I just have it hanging somewhere it kind of motivates me because otherwise I just forget about it yeah definitely I agree you have to have it in front of you at all times yep true what else do you do in your free time besides going places like at home do you have things you have to motivate yourself to do homework actually because it's not compulsory to do the homework but I huh? realize that if you don't then when you have the exam you kind of can be get you know really screwed yeah I, I can imagine but and how do you motivate yourself in that case because it's different from it's very different from working out yes for sure well I sort of just tell myself that uh, can you can you, first of all can you uh, do homework when it's messy is it messy ever at your place can be but it doesn't really yeah yeah actually it is, yeah. yeah I can't do work I, think. I just kind of just lucky you <laughs> yeah but you, you see it's uh, I guess it's just the passion for sort of the knowledge that I have in physics and you know when you just uh, I mean physics is not only about you know reading mm-hmm. but it's also about being able to solve problems and quite actually the book is good that we have and it has also problems that have to do stuff with the real world example and those are actually fun to do and then you sort of start to understand the processes that happen you know like in the nano course mm-hmm. we were doing things like uh, why is the sky blue oh yeah I know that and you know it's uh, calculating all the things and, uh, but then it's more like calculating and philosophy because you have to not really philosophy but you have to theory. like uh, yeah you have to imagine stuff in order to actually do the stuff you know what I mean you have to imagine what your professor is talking about in order to actually or the book says in order to actually um, implement it in your work true yeah but like when so I do home, yeah. the pure passion for physics drives you to do homework it's basically the passion for knowledge yeah And I, I realize that when I do problems, I'll get a better understanding of the subject. Yeah. Then uh, I just start doing it. And do I still do tutoring? No. I'm not doing tutoring. Because you're not motivated? First of all, I'm not getting any tutor offers. Oh. Thing number one. And thing number two. You had a student? I did. What happened to her? She lied? Yes, but it's now it's basically the time, you know, when there's a TLK and there's much more stuff rather than math. But I'm sure by <laughs> mathematics... But I'm sure that uh, when it comes to the exams, probably I'll have some offers, but you know, I'm not sure. I mean, uh, I have a lot. I mean, like my third is terrible. I'm so busy. And before I had my Wednesday free, which was kind of like where I could tutor, but now I don't have the free days. Why don't you have to, uh, sorry, I'll talk about that after the podcast. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, motivation is a fun thing. It's interesting how uh, we, people themselves, are not really... Like, you know, when you talk about person, right, you're saying that he's not motivated. And you're saying that... Yeah, what does that mean? Like He, basically, you're saying, right, in my view, is that he does not have motivation. It's his fault, the way you're saying it, right? 
is the bad one, but it's really that the others are the ones structuring. Yeah, it. first of all, you can't judge people. You you can't you, you can't know if he's motivated or not. That's thing number one and thing number two. No, now rage, especially if you're saying person's not motivated, I would say that seventy to eighty percent of it is school and parents and teachers. You know. Yeah, parents and some cultures they greatly affect like the choices yes, of children. Definitely. Social anthrop and the social social anthropology course we did um, the Chinese family and the motivation uh, of doing schoolwork, the motivation to do uh, uh, chores at home. They all come from the family. Yep. It's not even from school. It's all family. They are forcing their children to um, do better at school, do better at anything. And motivation is not really the. I think the motivation is like behavior of a person. It really needs to be looked after by parents. It sounds weird. Motivation, but it needs taken to, care of maybe. Yeah, but really the parents need to be making the person motivated. You know, that's what I'm trying to say now. How? You mean they need to be giving the kids. You know. I mean, for example, a guy sitting and playing computer games. Then a parent can come and say, "No, you can go like tell things about I don't know football or sports." Look at PewDiePie. All he does is play computer games. That's what he loved doing since his very childhood. He has thirty-four million subscribers. That is different. But just someone who's the population not recording. Of Uganda. But someone who's and not. And Canada. Someone who's not recording, you know, but. You need to come to the kid, and you have to tell him because you know when when you just uh, study in school, you don't really have the very broad understanding of what's really happening all around you. True, true. You gotta tell the kid that there's this, there's you know, zoology, there's biology, you know, there's the physicists, there's the space. There's, I yeah, but it's not only start. it's not only the job of the parent actually. I think also the teachers, the schools, very For much, sure. very much. But you really have to start. Making uh, like develop his understanding basically, of basically the sort of you know uh, wake up the interest inside a kid. Yeah, because he have those interests somewhere. You know, he has the talents. We just gotta you know let him know. I'm sure that person. every person, every person has some kind of talent. Definitely. I'm so sure about that. But just think of you know. I'm not sure if you were interested, but like I was very interested into like space and stuff and all the astronomy. When I was young, yeah, I used to like and dinosaurs. My, and uh, I mean, it was my mom who was doing her PhD in astronomy, or I think astrophysics. And you know, basically her passion, kind of, she told me about it, right? And I found it interesting. And I started, you know, spending times. I did the member presentation in my school about it. And you know, like, if she won't come and tell me about it, I would not do it. But because she told me, and I got to know about it, my motivation kind of got awakened, you know. For that thing, sure. So it's definitely very important for for uh, parents to tell their kids all the possibilities there are out in the world, and then I'm sure that the kids will find motivation to do one of the things. Yeah, I agree. Also, I forgot to mention that another source of motivation for me is uh, actually the internet, because. If I'm, if I really can be bothered to do something, uh, if I know that I have to practice 
the big sport of yo-yoing. It's a sport. Uh, all I have to do is look up some videos uh, of people yo-yoing like world masters and I'm like, oh god, they're so good at this. I wonder if I can do that part of the trick at least. Yeah. That motivates me. Or if um, I really can't be bothered to, to read, I can just Google uh, why should people read? And it gives me... Exactly. Just starting reading this article, I'm like, yeah, I should probably start reading. I get out of the yeah. book and I start reading. Just pure interest in uh, interest in why i have to do it or like seeing the the outcome of the work motivates me and i i'm sure it's not just me the other thing i do actually i realize i play guitar and i'm currently trying to write a song it's hard to find the time but i'm sort of making i'm I'm like playing and i'm trying to make some you know like practicing the song but don't really have the time to yet to to really record it, you know, and to really you, put it all together. Are you studying, are you learning it by yourself? Guitar? Yeah. I have actually taken classes. Oh. In the 8th grade for a year. And then I have not played in 10th grade at all. I have not played in IB1 at all for two years. And then I just started uh, off, basically. And it's motivated by the music you listen to, and you're like, oh, wow, that sounds awesome, and then you want to play yeah, it right. yourself. You're, you're listening to it, you listen to... What's his face? Noise uh, MC. Noise MC, like a Russian. Yeah, which has very, actually, artist. easy guitar riffs and parts. So it's, yeah, he uh, plays a lot of guitar. You yeah. just send me some of his albums. Yeah, yeah he plays a lot of guitar. Of, exactly. So truly, really, you know. Are you trying to do his see. kind of style, or do you want to invent something of your, of your, of your own? The song I'm writing on is uh, it's more like guitarish because I'm not really good with, you know, I can, I can play guitar, I know how bass guitar works, I know drums work, but I'm not really good at all the DJing and the rapping, you know, like the beat making sort of thing. So I'm just making a more, you know, guitar. You could master that. That's there is, true. You need motivation to do it. I know, but I want to finish my guitar. So what, what motivation do you have to write a song? Why are you writing a song? What, what triggered this? Will of yours. Oh, it started with me just playing guitar, you know, his his riffs. Why and do you do it? Why? Because it's, I, it sounded really awesome and I really loved the songs and I was like, oh. Because, because I just enjoyed doing it. Yeah, because like I wanted to play it myself. I was wondering, you know, like you're listening to it, like I wonder how hard it is. And then it's so, such a great feeling when you actually can play something you love. Yeah, I never understand that feeling. I, really never, I could never play an instrument, but I can imagine what it feels like. Yeah, and then. Basically, what happens is that I just started, like, it was just one day when I started to play and sort of, you know, experiment with the, with the different chords. And I just realized that I was making some music. And I was like, let me just write a song. Because... Because why not? Because just, you know, I have that sort of chord. What do you want to do with the song later? Not sure. Not really. You can share with my friends. Definitely, I can do put it that. in a hard drive and save it for ten years. Open it up, listen to it. Uh, Have your friends listen to it in ten years. Make them laugh at you. It's just something. <laughs> I think it's something for myself, you know, just to see that I can actually write something cool, make something, prove something to yourself. Yeah, not part of it, I guess. But also, you know, if you if you're playing something and you find it cool, why not make it into something bigger, like a song? 
Ah, Greg, I think we should round it up about here. Yeah. So, people, remember the wheel. That we are on iTunes, we are on... Uh, Stitcher. Stitcher, yes, we... Where else are we? <laughs> we are on... Yeah, that's basically it. And you can also find uh, the sources of the podcast on our website, which is on blog, danietmaybe.blogspot.com. Make sure to subscribe to us. It's really nice to see the the stats rising. Yeah, because then we'd uh, try to make more. We promise. Now we have more motivation. 13th of January, a month. We should be really doing it twice. Yes. Once per two weeks, we should make a plan. We should actually do it more often if we Once can. Once every two weeks, I think we should make that and try making that happen. Because every month, that was not even every month. I mean, it's like a month and a week actually. That's the last time. Gosh, it's like last time. <laughs> it's even worse actually. The last time when I went. To oh yes, it was holiday. But that was okay. That was a holiday. Now we have no reason whatsoever. Yes, and this reason whatsoever lasted longer than the holiday. Terrible. We're terrible people. Oh gosh! <laughs> and we saw that people were getting, you know, we're getting more views, more listens, more views. Yeah, which and, is nice. And we should have actually made, you know, more podcasts then. But we kind of were. But yes, people. Uh, thank you for tuning in this time, and hope you found it interesting. And yeah. hope you're motivated to do whatever you're doing right now find the motivation in yourselves yeah see you next time goodbye